Welcome to the Jersey to Vegas podcast. This podcast talks about the hows, whys, and what's next in your life journey. If you're looking to start fresh and turn over a new leaf, you're in the right place. Now, here's your host, Pete Isip. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jersey to Vegas podcast. This is episode number 26. We made it quarter away from 100. I'm really uh, glad you guys came back. Last week was uh, a little serious. Um, I still think it's super new update available. Please restart the app to get the latest version. No, I'm not going to. Last week, uh, I talked a lot about likes and acceptance and self-image. This week, I'm going to talk... I don't know how to say it, but it's the holidays, right? And for me, I love Christmas. Like, I love everything about uh, the holidays from decorations, obviously you could see, to making my own Santa list, to um, helping the kids out with their Santa lists, to delivering gifts to people. And um, what I'm finding is, and I had a really super bad mental breakdown yesterday. Like, it was not a fun day. Um, to the point where I had to use exercise the way I used to use it. You know, and it, it, it's fine. But even getting into that, it took a long time. But I know that the holidays are not going to be the same. You know, and for me, like, just knowing that I had people around and I had my family with me and uh, even if we get each other gifts or not, I, I know that we're going to see each other and the, the kids are going to see their cousins and it's just a whole different world coming out this year. And I got very sad. Um, I thought about people, I thought about situations and I would cry all day yesterday, just triggering after triggering after tri- I don't understand what was happening, but it wasn't a good, it wasn't a good day. And like I said, I ended up using um, exercise to do it, but I was laying in bed. I was trying to just let everything go past me, and it wouldn't. It just kept ruminating over and over. If you guys don't know what ruminating means, it just means kind of like the thought keeps happening over and over and over again. And it was just in my head and it wouldn't stop. So I went back to thinking about what did I used to talk about, right? After uh, DBT and the podcast then was tip, right? Uh, temperature, um, intense exercise, um, uh, pace breathing, and I, for- I forget right now what it was, but I I know the process of it and I couldn't get out. I couldn't get out of bed. I was laying in there after pulling over on the highway because I I was about to have a panic attack because I couldn't see straight. Something was happening on the highway again where when I was driving, it kind of felt like everything was out of focus and my, my, my brain couldn't focus on right lane. It couldn't focus on staying in, in the middle of the fucking road. It's like a movie where everything kind of gets cold, and then my brain kind of doesn't, like, usually, like, tunnels into something, and then I could just only see that. No, it was, like, shooting from, like, I could only focus on there, then if I looked left, I couldn't find the fucking road again, and then if I looked right, I couldn't find the road again, and I'm going, like, 65 miles an hour with my family in the car. Now I'm starting to panic, like, am I going to kill my family, because I'm having a panic attack while I'm driving here in Las Vegas. 
So I found the next exit, which was an exit before our normal one, and I just got off it. I got off it, so at least I'm in the streets going 45 miles an hour versus 65. And there, at least I could go a little slower, or if I need to, I could pull over and kind of just chill out. But when I was going off the exit, I couldn't even, like, when I drive now, I have to, I don't know if it's medication, I'm not sure. Um, It's definitely disorientation. It's definitely one of the side effects of the medications. When I drive, I have to look at the light and tell myself green light. Like, I have to look at it and tell myself, green light, green light, green light. Because if I don't, I can't really understand if it's green or red. Then the two in the left hand side, I don't know if this is good or not, by the way. The, like, you'll see in, around here, they'll have two left lanes, one or two left lanes to make a left turn, and it's a signal. And that one's sometimes red. And then the other two or three, I think it's other two, will be um, green. And I can't, my brain doesn't want to like it just doesn't shoot the signals to let me know that it's safe it's very weird I've never had it before I I don't understand what it is I don't understand how how it happens that way but it's been happening a lot and just even more so yesterday when I we just went out to uh, bring Phoenix to uh, sports social which is his um, like kind of school that teach him social skills through sports and activities for autistic kids so just coming off the road and and trying to drive and and doing everything normal act, daily activities was a task yesterday. I was getting upset because I'm, I said to myself, "Is this ever going to end? Like, is this ever going to fucking stop? Am I ever going to not need these medications? Am I ever going to feel like normal? Am I, my hands ever going to stop fucking shaking? Look at my fucking hands. Right? That's fucking a side effect. But it's either this or fucking your brain goes crazy." My hands are fucking shaking because I can't control them. My brain is shaking. That's what it feels like. My brain is shaking. It just feels like a f- like I, I, I don't understand how I can't under I can't understand red light or green light. So those are little things that that kind of mess me up. But those little side effects that I do have that probably irritability, lack of sleep, too much sleep. I, I don't even. So I can't pinpoint exactly what it is, and that's kind of what I want to talk about. You know, I want to talk about those things. I want to talk about a couple of things that I do to help ease it. I want to talk about a couple of ways that maybe you can help yourself with your anxiety and or your, um, I don't want to say depression, but your ruminating thoughts. Sometimes it just takes over and you can't keep, you can't control them, All right, I have a couple of activities that I definitely use. Um, it's really knowing what to do, but also applying it. You know, you should always have that artillery. You should always have that arsenal artillery. Always have that arsenal of of exercises or just having that arsenal of exercises and that arsenal of ways to calm down, find yourself in that moment now. You know, a lot of the things with anxiety and what we learned in DBT has to do with mindfulness. It's really just being there uh, for that moment and understanding um, that this is the present. And a lot of times what we think about is the past or the future. And that's what creates the anxiety, right? We just overthink and we just keep thinking. It's not anything that we can control. It's just something that happens. So understanding how to either be in that moment or allow those to pass and or allow those thoughts to move along is is the key in 
in battling your own anxieties? Well, Saturday, December 4th, was the day that I was hospitalized. It was the day where I was going to decide whether to be on this earth or not to be on this earth. It was a very challenging day a year ago. And I knew it was coming, and I felt it coming, and I felt the anxieties starting to rise. And I started feeling um, insecure. I started feeling sad. I started feeling very anxious with the day coming. But my question was, why, why did it have to be a certain day? Why does it have to be a day that I'm going to make such a big deal about? Like I could have went on Instagram and put a picture of me being sad and said, Oh, this is the day that I was going to kill myself. And then I didn't because of this and that. Or this was the day that I, 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 I rescued myself from myself. I could, I could have did all that stuff. Right. Instead, I went with what they would call opposite action. Right. And opposite action is doing completely opposite of what it is you're going to do or what it is you're thinking. And I just made it a regular day. I didn't talk about it. I brought it with my wife, but I didn't think about how sad or how grateful I am just to be here. And how, no, I didn't even. It was just a day. It's a day that fucking changed my life for sure. But I didn't make it something that had to be talked about or something that I had to create content on that day. I didn't have to make it such a big deal. Because I think if I did, I would have lost it a little bit earlier. It's like people that know me know that that was a year coming up, right? 365 days to the day that, you know, I almost was gone. I don't need to say it anymore. But I chose not to. I chose to go to the park. I chose to cook meals. I chose to work out. You know, I did everything I can to make it not such a thing that it actually turned out to be a great day. Whereas if I think I went the other way, it might have been what happened yesterday. Now, yesterday I can't explain. Yesterday was Sunday. And Sunday I woke up and I just, I don't understand what happened. Off the get-go, my brain was off the wire, shooting thoughts. I could not control them. I did not understand. And a lot of them had to do with missing people and Christmas and not being there. And then it just kept going. And it kept going, it kept going, it kept going, it kept going. To the point where I was just crying all fucking day long. Because I couldn't stop the noise. It was so noisy. My head, my brain, my my thoughts were so fucking noisy. That until I actually got up and had the strength to fucking just fight the urge of laying down in bed. It it was so hard. It's been so long since I've had to do that. It's been so long since I felt that, that, that almost like it's a gravitational pull towards your fucking bed. Like your thoughts are just make you sit there. And I'm like, get up, fucking go work out, go do something. Go, you know what to do, just start. Fucking, my my arm wouldn't even move. It's almost like you're paralyzed. My legs wouldn't move, nothing would move. Then I yelled out a big scream, and I fucking just got up. Once I got up, I grabbed the kettlebell. It's right there next to my bed. And I started swinging the fucker. 
Because I knew the workout I wanted to do. I knew what would make me feel better. I just had to do it. And you have to have that strength to, to, to start. And this is not just like, hey, I just got out of work and I'm fucking tired, so I don't want to work out type resistance. This is like, it felt like the world was sitting on my fucking body. It felt like the world was sitting on my hands, my head, my feet, my stomach, and it was just sitting there when I wanted to work out, when I wanted to do something to feel better. And I don't understand what it was. I don't understand why I just didn't fucking work. I don't understand why I just couldn't, I just couldn't get up. But I did. Thank God. And I went through the sequence. And it started, I just set a clock for 30 minutes. And I did kettlebell stuff with some burpees and some squats. And then I did some running in between. So uh, the old school crank gas station and back. I did it here. I think, let me see what it was. It was five cleans, five swings. Switch, five cleans, five swings. Goblet squats with a, a breath in between for 10 Burpees 10, gas station and back, or the end of the parking lot and back. Right back inside, rinse out, repeat. I kept doing that workout until 30 minutes was over. When I was done, I felt regular. I didn't feel great. I didn't feel perfect. I felt regular. Right, And that's the benefit of these, these exercises and understanding what it is you have to do. But even if you understand what it is you have to do, it's still so fucking sometimes hard to do it. And you gotta fight. And you gotta fucking fight. You gotta fight for your own sanity. I'm gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Check out the sponsorship. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. We definitely have the worst luck with camera stuff. My camera keeps shutting off over there. If not, this one runs out of of, uh, film. I just got to do more. I do better setting up. And for some reason, this camera still shuts off. I've checked out everything on YouTube on how to uh, turn off the auto auto shutter or auto power saver. I don't know what the fuck you call it. It just keeps shutting off on me. So it's quite the annoying uh, bitch. <laughs> That's what I want to say. So um, <clears throat> I'm going to talk about a couple things that I do um, pretty religiously to help with my anxiety and part of my therapy. Now, everything that I do um, is based off DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy. If you guys want to know what that means, I don't know the actual... I don't know the actual definition, but I can find it for you because we have something called Google. So what DBT is, it's a type of um, cognitive behavioral therapy, which is also known as CBT. Um, But what makes it unique is its emphasis on mindfulness and dialectic thinking. So rather than only treating symptoms as problems to be solved, DBT places an equal important emphasis on acceptance of the experiences as they are in the moment. Okay, so it's pretty much being mindful. It's very, and I'm not talking about like mindful, people are like, hey, is there the Buddha? Did you go to India to be mindful? No, just being in the moment and focusing on something in that present moment. So for me, writing. I'm a big writer. So for here's, if you guys want to, you could check out, um, you could check out my, um, 
what do they call that thing down there? My description box down below. And these are a bunch of journals. If not, I'll put it up somewhere. Uh, these are a bunch of journals that were made. Um, these are actually my dogs and Mo, my friend's dog, the creator of it, on the uh, front of them. So it's actually pretty cool. Uh, this one's what the fuck is my password. So this one's a password book. That's actually pretty dope. Uh, Calm down, bitches. That's a journal. You know, and I use these as journals. Shit, I don't say it out. Shit, don't say it out loud. These might be little, a couple thoughts that you might want to like curse at someone, and that might be it for you there. And this one's just shit I can't remember. So very important documents or anything that you want to do. There's different things you could do with journals. Anything with a blank paper is fucking awesome. You know, my wife hates it because I think I have four notebooks down there. I have like three of these journals. Um, where's mine? Oh, it's over there. So one of those journals is a gratitude journal which means I write down the things I'm grateful for. It's a self-love slash gratitude journal. So um, I write three things that I love about myself. I write three things that I'm grateful for. That's one journal. And then I have just my regular journal, which is things that I just write down day to day. Like, like this morning, I wrote everything about yesterday because yesterday was such a hot mess. It was such a bad place that I had to make sure I wrote it out and wrote down those emotions just in case it happened again today. You know, and I wrote down what I did for it just in case it happened again today. And it hasn't happened today. So I, I feel a lot better. Um, still a little loopy, still a little woozy, but that could just be the new medication that they gave me. Um, just trying to figure out the right combination for myself. Um, and then I have my, my comedy journal where I kind of like just write down ideas or thoughts. So I have a lot of notebooks. I have a lot of things that I, I document. And I think it's very important because it keeps you in that moment, right? Instead of like a lot of times we write down to-do lists and we're writing down what is it we have to do. And now we're thinking so far into the future and how it's going to affect us in the future. But here you're writing down thoughts. You're writing down what it is you're thinking about right now. I'm not writing about what am I going to be or what am I going to do or how are things going to pan out. No, I'm writing how do I feel right now. My brain feels like it's going to explode. I don't understand how people can keep all these thoughts inside one place. I may do something very drastic today. Things like that. If you hear things in the background, for some reason my dogs want to be really noisy today. Usually they just sleep and then they be quiet. Today they want to scratch the bed and hump stuff and lick their balls. That's what they want to do. And one is a girl, but she still licks her balls. So I definitely journal. And I think everyone here should create some type of a journal. And writing it is more better than typing it out. You know, but that's up that's your preference. You know, I, I don't like writing. I don't. But being in that moment and focusing on my hand, is it moving too fast? Am I misspelling things? Does it look like crap? Like that's the, the being in the moment. That's part of it. Like being there and scripting and writing down everything. That's being in that moment because now at least for a certain period of time, that's all you're focusing on. That's all you're thinking of. Right? Another thing that I do is color. I know. You think it's just for kids. No. And this one is another one. It's pretty cool. Right, different little coloring pages. Bank and bank. I think I think you call that mosaic. Mosaic. I'm not sure, but this has a, a bunch of pictures of dogs and a, a couple phrases and words. But you can get any coloring book that you want, you know. And literally color, getting out uh, a pen and paper is perfectly fine, and, and drawing and, and being there. But you know, setting a timer and setting a clock. 
to really just designate that time to be with that paper and pen or crayons and pe- colored pencils. I use, col- I use colored pencils a lot and just color and look at it. Like, look at the shade. Is it something that you like? Is does it match? What's going to be the next color? Look at the next color. Are you in the lines? Are you a little off the lines? You know, being there is a really good form of mindfulness and learning that in DBT uh, was a great thought. And learning that in DBT was such a great um, takeaway and understanding that mindfulness is just being there. And there's different ways you can be mindfulness. The third one that I do uh, a lot, especially in my room, is self-soothe. So self-soothe is just focusing uh, on a sense, um, you know, hearing you could use a bunch of them, a taste, feel, smell. I like using scented candles uh, a lot and just sitting there and staring and smelling and being with that candle. As Kama Sutra as that sounds, it's uh, not made for that. I do it in order to focus, realign myself. Um, maybe I'll get a little flustered. I'll lock myself in the room, light the candle, and I'm just going to be there with that candle. Right now, I think it's like a honey vanilla slash, you know, candy cane, not candy cane, like a, a holiday candle. So it's a holiday candle in there right now. Um, and I have another holiday candle over here in the kitchen just in case I, I lose myself. And that's really just taking the time when I'm not at like a, the level that I was at yesterday, maybe like a level I'm at today where I'm like a little bit anxious a little bit of ruminating thoughts, but it can get worse if I get triggered by something else. I'll go over there, and I would, I'll do it when I'm pretty low level. I'll do it when I don't feel uh, like in panic. I'll do it because I, I just feel okay. So right now would be a perfect time to self-soothe. I'll light the candle and kind of just like <sighs> take a couple breaths and just stare at the candle and watch it. Not too close, okay? Don't burn your eyes, please, people. And... Uh, What's it smell like? You know, is there sound coming from the candle? What does it look like? Is there a shadow? You know, what smell does this remind you of? But still being in that moment. Now, when you, you're going to catch yourself drift. You're going to catch yourself getting out of that situation. And your thoughts are going to, of course, expand. And it's going to move into a different direction. Once you catch yourself, pull yourself back to the candle. And that's understanding mindfulness. That's being mindful. Then that's not going to happen all the time. It's not going to be like you're not going to be able to do it all the time. But it's the practice of the exercise is what helps you. Practicing self-soothe is a great way. Take a bath. That's self-soothing, right? Take a bath, light a candle, and 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 chill out inside there. But don't go in there and think about what's next. Don't go in there and think about your past. Go in there and think about the fragrances coming out of the bubbles. Did you fart? Is that a fragrance that came out of the bubble? Well, then laugh about it because I'm sure it stinks. Uh, Do you have a candle? What color is that candle? What does it smell like? What's the sound coming out of the candle or the faucet? And just really being in tune with all of these senses is what it's about. So we talked about three things. One was journaling, writing, just being there and writing your, your present thoughts. I think it's very important. Or you could even use it just to draw. Number two that I use is coloring, right? Right here, bang. I use a coloring book to color all the time. Um, sometimes I'll, I'll bring my, when I'm with my kids, I don't want to color because then I get lost in the coloring and then I forget about them. Now I'm not helping them. I'm just worried about my coloring book. So 
I try to do it by myself um, for maybe five minutes, ten minutes, nothing, nothing too long, something to kind of just um, bring me back to the present moment. And then, like today, I'm definitely going to do it, is I'm just going to self-soothe, just light the candle and kind of take a couple breaths, maybe five minutes, ten minutes again inside the room and just kind of be there for a little bit and bring my ruminating thoughts back down to a halt because that's what it's for. You know, because we could only do so much and we could only think about so much. After a while, your fucking brain is going to take over and your brain is your central nervous system. It's in charge of everything. So if we can at least get a little bit of control over our brains, we can't even control our own bodies. And learning a couple of these exercises, especially if you have anxiety, especially if you have depression, especially if you have any type of mental illness... I remember when I was doing these in DBT, I thought it was fucking stupid. A lot of the exercises, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I have to do that. I am not taking a fucking bath. You know, fuck you and your bath, bath beads. I'm not doing it. What do you want me to do? Sit here and play games with these people? You want me to talk about what? You want me to do charades? I am not fucking doing this. There's no way. I was so resistant to a lot of the exercises in my head. Of course, I'm a, I'm, I, I'm a class guy, so I like to participate. But in my head, I would roll my eyes. This is stupid. It is. But it's helpful. And it's not about doing what I just told you. There's tons of ways you could do this. You know, There's tons and tons of ways you can uh, perform your own DBT exercise to help you out. Google it. You'll find different ways that you can do it. And those, the ones that resonate with you the most are going to be the ones that you hang out with and they're going to be the ones that are going to be the most helpful for you. Don't do an exercise. Don't color if you hate coloring. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't, don't do it if you don't like it. I enjoy coloring. I've always enjoyed doodling. I enjoy drawing. And that's why it, 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 that's a perfect exercise for me that brings me in the moment. Some people like singing. They like creating music. They like creating that type of uh, visual or uh, performance art. If that's yours, do it in that moment. That's for you. I'm not here to tell you what type to do. I just want you to know that there's tons of different exercises that you can do to help your your anxieties in, in, in your life. So, with that said, I'll take a quick break because I need a glass of water. And we are back. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to talk about a question I got a question in, and pretty much um, they're in a gym where in the beginning it was fun for them. It was great. And now as the time goes by, they're realizing it's not really for them. It's not. It just doesn't make. You know when you go somewhere and you just feel like you're forced being there? It's kind of what it sounds like to me is the um, the the question. Now, what would you guys say? Right, exactly. I'm sure you all said the same thing. Stop being a bitch. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Come on, just kidding. I wouldn't go anywhere I don't feel like, I guess you can say belong. Because that's really it. Right. The real thing is people may be nice, people may be great, the workouts might be fantastic, but for some reason there's some resistance for you not going over there, whether it's too far, whether it's... Uh, time-consuming, whether it's the workouts, I'm not sure. 
but for some reason you just have this resistance towards it. Now that's your body telling you it's not for you. And sometimes we have to be in tune with that. You have to understand that. And a lot of times we avoid it because we want to please other people. We want to keep going, giving it a shot. It's almost like staying in a relationship for other purposes rather than love. Like you're just in it. You're just in it to to be there, but you really don't love it. And when I was at Crank and I was running Crank, if there was anyone inside that gym that I felt did not want to be there, I would ask them if they wanted to be there. Because the worst thing that I want as a coach is someone to train with me that doesn't even want to be there at all. Like, if there's a piece, sure, it's sad. Like, it's sad for me to say, like, damn, I really wish they, they stayed, but it just, it's not for them. You know, or there's a point where it became not for them. There might have been three months, six months, two, ten years, five years, and then all of a sudden, it just, it just didn't feel right anymore. And you don't, the coaches and people have to accept the fact that it's not for everybody. You know, and if you, if you feel that resistance or that, that resistance to even go to the gym, taking a break is not going to help. Most likely trying to find something else that might be more for your persona. You know, I'm not sure. Like, I don't, here's a perfect example. I don't mind CrossFit. A lot of my friends do CrossFit. I like the methodology. of. I don't care about it. But I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to go to a CrossFit gym. Because for me, I'm not about setting records. I'm not about PRs and, and wad times. I just want to have a cool workout with cool people. And that's it. Like, I don't want pressure. Sure, because I can get competitive. But that's true. And there's sometimes I think it's important to, to have a... Otis's tail just walked by. Sometimes it's... I want competition. You know, but I want it within myself. Like, if I did... If I did Grace... I don't even know what Grace is, honestly. But I'm saying it. it's a, it's a It's a CrossFit workout. I think it's 30 clean impresses, I think. If I did it, and I did it in seven minutes, I'd want to do it in 630. You know, for myself. But I don't need it to be, you know, I don't, I don't need it to be the thing and, and the reason for it. That's why I, I don't, like, I don't need a wad board. Like, that's why, or um, a PR board. I thought we needed it in Crank. I remember I, I had one, I started it. It really didn't match. It didn't match our persona. So I, I took them down. I think I would put it up just to push people. You know, and I'll leave it up there because there's some people that like that. But some people don't, don't like that shit. And it's, you know, it's not worth it. So, like, for me as a coach, if someone didn't want to be there, and I can tell, I would ask them if they want to not be there anymore. Or at some point, they're going to leave. And that's cool. It sucks. It sucks. But it's cool. Because that's their choice. They're no longer in, in the same alignment as you. I think me and my brother always talk about this. Me and my brother always talk about this. It's, um, it's like the magnet theory, right? And you, you feel it. You'll feel it when you go out. When you go, we are, we are energy, right? We are all energy. And if we take two magnets and we try to push them together, what happens? They, they 
right? They, I don't know if it's positive, positive, negative. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. It's, they don't go together. Unless you turn one around, then it clicks. Right? And that's the same feeling like when you go to a bar. You ever go to a bar and you just feel this like, I don't, be- I don't belong here at all. And then when you're there, something bad always happens. Like fucking something always bad happens. But it's usually a fight. Right? Because you just felt the energy blocking against your energy. And that's the same exact thing. Being that intuitive to your energy is very important. When I feel that energy, I leave. So if I walk into somewhere and I know it just doesn't feel like I feel like that resistance that I do not belong there, I walk out. Because I'm not going to have a good time and or something bad's going to happen. That is our spidey senses. Right? That, that, the whole magnet theory. Just rem- just remember that. Like these two magnets do not want to connect. And when you have that go what we would call our gut feeling that sometimes we ignore. We ignore it all the time. You go to a fucking party, right? You walk in on a Saturday, you're a little late. The people in there are no one you ever want to hang out with in your entire fucking life. And what do you do? You sit there in the fucking chip bowl, sitting there chewing on them. Hopefully someone talks to you where you don't want to talk to them and you're miserable the entire time counting the minutes on when you can when it's the, when's the appropriate time to leave. When's the appropriate appropriate time to leave this fucking party that I can't eat anything at? I don't want to drink with them. I want to get out of here as soon as possible. About 30 minutes. You have 30 minutes before you're allowed to leave and or you know walk around, say hello to people then fucking walk out backwards. And get get out of there. Same thing when you go to a bar, right? It's a big, big thing with us. It's like when we go to a bar and you just felt that. You felt it. There was no energy. You felt something was gonna happen. There's gonna be some resistance. I listen to that one and I go find another bar. I feel like this is gonna be the same thing with your gym. Like it's gonna be no matter what you do, it, you're gonna go in and you're gonna eat some chips. Right, no matter what, you're gonna walk to the next table and you're still gonna talk to them. But is it fun for you? Are you doing something for yourself? You know, there's a post I put up. Let me see if I could find it. For those of you guys who don't have um, my Instagram or don't have Instagram because you're from 1945. Get out of here. It erased already. Boo hoo hoo. I forget what it said. Let me see if I can find it. It's something in the lines of. Here it is. I found it. Uh, This is from an account called Bipolar to Life. The truth is, sometimes you have to do what's best for you and your life, not what's best for everyone else. And that's it. The truth is, sometimes you have to do what's best for you and your life, not what's best for everyone else. Hashtag correct. I do everything for everyone else. (laughs) But for you in this situation, this should be for you. And I believe gyms and physical fitness and working out and dance and art places or any type of hobby that you want to do, there's millions of them. Millions. Millions to choose from. But you have to choose the one that's best for you. And what sucks and I, I would say the worst feeling that I have 
probably till this day, probably till this moment still. And I fucking thought about it a lot yesterday. Because I put up another post where it says, when you were just thinking about everything else, when life was going so good and then you thought about how you completely ruined everyone's life. Something of that nature. I felt like, I feel like I ruined everyone's fitness lifestyle by closing crank. Something I talk about in therapy a lot. Something that I'm still dealing with and accepting. Sure, COVID did it. But I decided to not continue. I'm trying to hold in my tears because that's exactly how I feel. And everyone can say, no, it's not your fault. No, it's how you didn't do it. It doesn't matter what you say. What matters is what I think. And what matters is my belief. I could have kept it open. I could have continued doing what it is I was doing. But I didn't. Due to mental illness. Due to everything that has happened in the past year. Due to being in rehab for four months, I really couldn't do it. But I decided to not do it anymore. Because I lost the love for it. And it was a very hard decision. Because I lost that connection that I used to have with it. And one of the hardest decisions for me to to make was to leave it. And I ruined everyone else's fitness life from it. Sure, a lot of good has happened for other people in while doing it. But for me, personally, the magnets weren't connecting anymore. They just felt forced. They just felt like they weren't a part of me anymore. So I closed it. But there's not a day that goes by that I think about how I ruined everyone else's experience. So... With that said, I did what I need to do for myself. Right? I had to do it for myself. Hardest decision I've ever made. But I had to do it for me. And not think about everyone else. And pleasing everyone else in the process. And it still hurts. And I'm still, I still hurt people. But I'm sure everyone is fine. It's not that big of a deal to them. To me, it was the world. My world changed that day. To what? I do not know. I don't know what what the fuck I'm doing anymore. But I'll figure it out. And I'll find something else that makes those magnets connect again. Cool. 
All right. So hopefully that answers your question, guys. Thank you so much for coming out today. I appreciate it. Uh, have a great weekend or a great week. I will talk to you guys next week. We'll have a special guest next week and uh, everything down. Shout out to the Patreon. Shout out to Greenville Coffee and shout out to Boost Fitness. Thank you guys uh, again for coming out. And please, if you can support the channel, do so by going to patreon.com slash Jersey to Vegas. That would be great. It would be very helpful. And uh, I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for everything. Peace out, Cub Scout. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Pete, you can follow him on Instagram at Pete Isop. Thanks again, and see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.